Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 75. Woohoo! The one with guest star Kelru, unexpected. Woohoo! We have our celebrity cameo, Kelru, oh, as God. played by, I don't know. You? <laughs> as played by me, I will be guest starring and also hosting. Hey! I totally. Almost 100. Three fourths of the way to 100. Yeah. So, yeah, when we last left our heroes, the doorkeepers plus one, I'm not entirely yeah. positive what your character's group name is anymore. Hollis? Uh, oh, group. Hollis and the doorkeepers? Ooh! Awesome. No. <laughs> she doesn't get lead billing. She hasn't sugar been here. and the doorkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will agree to sugar and the doorkeepers because that's hilarious that oh the chicken God. is now leading us. The chicken yes. is not leading us. It's wonderful. <laughs> Someday soon it will be the smartest character in the party. I, I did. Uh, I did probably say. Probably already is. I did say when Jess uh, told me what Very character she was making, she said she's like uh, her familiar is a chicken, and I was like, all right, this is my favorite thing ever. Like, <laughs> Silk chicken. chicken. So when last we left off, the heroes had made their way to the city of Tefu after leaving the city of Wati. The party had split up, gone their their various separate ways. Why do we always split the party? Three-fourths of the party stayed behind at the desert wind, in in of the desert winds. Is that right? Something like that. You tell me, man. the timeline, Heather. Where are you staying? I didn't write it down because you said, like, three different things. You said, first you said, like, the desert winds, and then you called it something else later, and I crossed out desert winds, and so now I don't know what it is. It's the end of the desert winds. (laughs) Okay. It's official. Uh... (laughs) Three-fourths of the party had stayed at the end of the Desert Winds. To play Sinet. To play Sinet and uh, attempt to force Sonyuris to socialize with yeah. the rest of the group, which fell mostly. <laughs> because Only because Sinet is a two-person game. Yeah. You just sat you there by and stared at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just stroking on her and staring at that chicken angrily. Hey. Uh, and sighing. And lots of sighing. And her just like, I just want to... I just want to eat that chicken. Eat the chicken. Cannot eat the chicken. <laughs> the uh, the moral compass of the party had taken off with uh, Falto making her way off into the city to, to meet the parents. Yeah, to have a, a nice meet the parents date. Sad part is, is I think Citra is so oblivious that she doesn't realize how any of this looks. She's probably just like, yeah, this is my friend Falto. Y'all We're are definitely kinda, dating. Kind of together, sure. You guys are totally but, together. Yeah, I know, but I don't think she sees this as like a meet the parents thing. It's more of a hey, look, here's my friend. Like, and Citra's mind she, is not serious. I, I don't Ow, know. You lean wow, on, that's so mean. That's really mean because I wasn't meaning it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's oblivious. She probably hasn't exactly dated a lot. She's uh, had a bit of a rough go of it for the past. Save okay, it for the after time. So this is my friend who I've been sharing an in room with for like three weeks, and now we have our own room at this other inn. And I brought him to meet my parents, but it's not serious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she stayed with you in an inn before. She didn't think that You're was not serious. Shocking up with Onuris. Yeah, but Falto was there the whole time. You were sharing an room with Onuris. I don't know. Really? A love triangle appears. I, I distinctly so. remember a Falto blanket. Yeah. Wait, a what? Where he was a blanket, and you moved him off of you, and you got up. Ah, I see what you mean. Anyway, this is after party talk. We have to focus on what we're doing here. Okay. Yes. But yeah, Citra and Falto had made their way off into the city. Citra had gone to check up on her parents, who seemed to be doing quite well for themselves, actually. Mm-hmm. They'd recently received a, uh, a new commission to redo the uh, the starry night sky in the great library of Tefu, of which Citra immediately went, how can I put this to my advantage? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I mean, we were given a very nice inn to at least go scout around. Yeah, uh, Citra and her parents had a, uh, a nice dinner together, enjoyed some chatting, got to introduce Falto. Falto is very charming, yes. uh, as he can be. Parents love Falto. <laughs> Audience love Falto, too. Audience love Falto, too. He's our most everyone, popular NPC. <laughs> everyone loves Falto. Yes, uh, yes. 
Following that, Citro had returned. The party had reconvened. You'd had a brief discussion about generally your plans. You had gone from the the new city of Tefu into the old city of Tefu. Therein, you had uh, had a brief stop over at the Temple of Nethus, just to kind of check in, say hi. Hollis did some praying. I, I did. So you did your, uh, what, deific obedience? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she had a little, little then, ritual. You had then gone into the actual library, the great library of Tefu, buildings stacked full of hundreds, thousands of scrolls available even in its public section. And you know that this is only the, the tip of the iceberg, somewhat literally, as much like an iceberg, only the smallest about is above. And then there is a vast expanse of who knows what beneath. And in this case, beneath the city streets. Yeah, and you mentioned Tepe like itself. several libraries. Like they have yes. more than one library, like hidden They're throughout under the, the city. city yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like little secret nodes scattered about the city. These repositories of knowledge, so secret, in fact, that it is believed that some parts of the Church of Nethys doesn't actually remember where all the libraries are hidden. Mm. I smell a side quest. Hollis is very excited. Upon entering in, you just kind of gave a nod to the reception desk. You'd uh, you'd gone okay. Well, I guess we're going to check out the public area first because it's actually. 50 gold pieces to go into the private, like, inner sanctum type situation. Now, where are my parents painting? In the inner sanctum area. Oh, okay. 50 gold, though, man. That's a racket. That is a racket. Like, what scholar is going to be like, you know what? I can spend 50 gold to look through and hope that there's a book in here that I The rich scholar. That's why I'm going to go help my parents. Yeah, Hollis needs to make some money so she can go into the library. Sudi thinks that your your mom, your dad, and you suddenly need a bodyguard. (laughs) I think it might look a little suspicious considering they've already been working on this. Oh, I was going to say it looks suspicious because Sudi's got his special stone and everything. That's true. And every time you say special stone, it doesn't sound any better. (laughs) No, it's real weird. She's right. Okay, fine. (laughs) My costume. There you go. go. Let's let's do proper nouns here. But uh, (laughs) there are three hallways branching off on this to your left, right and four. Although these halls are effectively wide enough. And imagine the uh, the library scene from Beauty and the Beast, where it's just books stacked atop books and just giant wall cases full of books and scrolls. And then past the, uh, there's a left branch, a right ban- branch, and then a forward passage. And then past that forward passage is what leads you into the Great Chamber of Knowledge, which is the section that you need to pay the 50 gold pieces to access. There are two curators behind the central desk, and then two more of them that you can see standing in the archway leading into that Great Chamber. So to collect the money from people. And you pass by a quartet of guards standing out front. So this place mm-hmm. is obviously... Well tended and protected, and considering that it's property of the Church of Nethys, you can only imagine that the church would rush to intervene the hundred yards between this building and the main temple of Nethys if anything were to happen here. I think Citra also detected a trap on the door. Yeah, I think she did. Like yeah. they can, like they could go into like a lockdown mode. Probably is what yeah. it is. But before you could go anywhere, you just kind of <laughs> turn, begin to make your way. The party had heard someone call out their name. Onyura said, "Turn tensely," and as you turn around behind you is a tall Gurundi man with short-cut dark hair, fine-chiseled features, wearing a robe of black and white, beneath which you can see armor and carrying at his hip a weapon. The man extends his hands to either side. Peace, friends, peace. I'm going to say it's canon that Dijman Hewson, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, is Kelru. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Peace, friends, peace. Hollis what looks brings you... To Tefu. Kelru? What are you doing here? He's a priest of Nethus. Well, I know, but like right now, what are you doing here? Yes, I am a priest of Nethus, so that is part of it. And it is Kelru. 
Sudi kind of has that like confusing moment where he's like, am I being belittled for just being like, I don't believe that that's you? Like, <laughs> Hollis surprised. looks between you guys oh. and says, um, is this a, f- a friend? Uh, it's a slightly long story that would probably be best told not here. But is he a friend of y'all's? An acquaintance, I suppose. Uh, acquaintance, yes. Well, you know what? Any acquaintance of these guys... Nope. Any acquaintance of these <laughs> folks is an acquaintance of mine. Hollis Starkweather, pleased to meet your brother. It is a pleasure. I'm Kelru of the Faith of Nethus. I also am from the Faith of Nethus, but not this specific branch of Nethus, more uh, Sothis. But, yeah. It is a pleasure to meet you, friend. Back he at- takes your hand. I hope that this is... Uh, her presence here is not a an ill omen. Sagira chose to make her own way. Much as a Dory. Oh, that's right. A Dory did go her own way. At the end she of was it. a mercenary anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. She was kind of a mercenary anyway. What brings you to the great library? We're just here to do some research. Interesting. People do research in libraries. That's not that unusual, right? It's true. However, I assumed that the doorkeepers would be busy. Well, we had been until very recently... Now we're here doing research. I understand you're responsible for the the end of the troubles we facing are. Wati. Indeed we are. Well, congratulations then. Thank you. I understand you did quite well. I was fortunately gone by the time that those troubles started. That's probably a good thing. Very. Where is your uh, other friend? Azaz. I imagine he is keeping himself busy at the scriptorium. Mm. Yeah, they do like to keep you busy over there. (laughs) We are pursuing a new direction in the faith of Nethys after the misguided attempts of Velryana. That's good to hear. Have I heard of Velryana? Uh, I don't think we've told you about her yet. I just mean, if she was a prominent follower of Nethys, and she, she wasn't... She was not a prominent follower okay. of Nethys anywhere. She, no. She was vaguely a prominent follower of Nethys in the city of Absalom. Oh, okay, cool. But, then yeah. no. I've never um, been there. Don't know anything about that. So now we are here. The problems facing Wati. What was that? We've what? only heard rumors and hearsay here. There was a necromancer messing with magic he shouldn't have. Magic he shouldn't have? To put it simply, yes. Isn't that always the way? Was this a, uh, an unshoed necromancer? A what? Oh. So, was he barefoot? Yes. Oh! I, just... <laughs> <laughs> I know, he said unshoed, and I was like, is that some way to say, like, like, a special term or something? I unshoed like, is lingo for... Unshoed, okay. Well, no, when you achieve sixth level of necromancy, may you remove your shoes. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought that was, like, some, like, thing, like, he wasn't initiated or something I like know, that. I know, totally, <laughs> like, not wearing the like, necromancer whoosh, club shoes. Right over that my head. That would go right over our heads, all right. <laughs> yeah, yes. you guys are funny, that was weird. <laughs> yes, it was the barefoot man and that had been exploring the necropolis. It has been handled. Good. Can I assume that this was uh, related to the the object stolen from the Temple of Nethus, the Sanctum of the Erudite Eye? <clears throat> How are we wanting to approach this? Guy? I was going to say, I was like, oh, <laughs> none dude, of us have very high so, bluff checks. This is so unexpected. I don't think we expected anybody to know what was up. Um, My bluff's a three. Well, hold on a sec. Here we go. <laughs> I, I know what the official line Sudi would say is, but. It was. Then say it. Septi is handling the situation with the Pharaoh. Interesting. 
it's only a half line. No, I mean, that's like, uh, that's the official line that Sidhu would have said too, so. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's I, will, I will give it to you that the lie is believable. Mm-hmm. Bluff Ergo, you'll up. still need to roll a bluff check. But. Do we need to, can, can we aid? Can we aid, please? Uh, no one was really running interference with his story, so. I have a three charisma modifier. I get a 15. That's not that's, bad. Do I get a bonus? For it being believable changes the DC, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it believe, being believable means that there isn't a penalty. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, being believable just means, like, there's a chance you're going to get it. I am pleased, I suppose, to hear that Septi is involved. Does he believe this? I do, however, get a 22 on my sense motive. Very nice. Hollis <laughs> gets a 5. <laughs> Citra gets a 25. Oh, wow. Sudi, for once, I roll decently 25 also. Air sense high motive. Five. <laughs> With the exception three. of Hollis. Who's just like, this guy's on the level. <laughs> sure, he seems fine. Uh, you know, Sudi, Citra, and Yuris. All three of you have previous experience with Kelru. Uh, in your last meeting with Kelru, he did not really hide his disdain for the presumption of the Church of Phrasma. Their utter control over the necropolis, the way that they were organizing this thing, the way that they wouldn't let him have access to a holy site of his own god. That disdain is still prevalent in his voice. This idea that there would be this artifact that was in church, entrusted to the Church of Nethys, and the first thing that would happen is the Church of Phrasma would take it into Well, possession. there isn't a Church of Nethys in Wasi, yeah. and Septi's the most powerful cleric in the city, so she's taking it to the Pharaoh. So... I mean, yeah. The, the, I, that, I'm just telling you yeah. that the disdain is still yeah. in his voice. Yeah. You can justify it, too, if you're just like, you're lying to me. I'm going to no. justify why this mm-hmm. happened. Well, is there anything that I can help all of you with? What brings you to the temple? If you're here to research, I may be able to be of great assistance. I've forgotten what we're looking for. I, I forgot we're what we said. We're looking for the tomb of that architect. But we have yeah, a we're cover, not telling him that. We have a cover story, though, and I don't remember what it is. Because it, it's either like, we're looking up living monolith stuff, or we're looking up stuff for your family. Like, what are we... I don't remember. Oh, well, actually, that's why they brought me on. I'm a researcher myself, and they really? seem to have quite a bit of genealogy. And that sort of thing that they wish to look into. You're a genealogist. Not specifically. Uh, I have a wide array of knowledge in many topics. Especially your chicken. But mostly I'm just very good at research. I see that you are a sister in the faith. Yeah. I am pleased to welcome you home. Thank you. See, when I was the last time I was here, I didn't actually get to do much research into my family because I was too busy restoring things, so... Right, and we're looking into, like... Who is that family member that you wanted to research? Well, my whole... My whole... (laughs) Oh, no, it's infecting everyone. Um, Well... It's spreading. My family in general, because, well, there's there's stories surrounding my family, and we found some stuff in the Acropolis, so I'm trying to clear those things up. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course. Well, perhaps I could offer you some assistance if you would like. Although, at the moment... He glances back towards the front door. I am somewhat busy. What are you researching? Researching now. I have offered my assistance to the church here, to the faith. How long have you been here? Perhaps a month now. Just be careful. What are you helping them out with? Something to do with that hadia that's in town? (laughs) Momonofra. No. Mm. I'm curious. What should I be careful of, brother? I worked here for quite a while. Some of the priests here are different. I see. They have no sense of humor, that's for sure. (laughs) Of course. 
Well then, if there's nothing more I can help you with... For now, I think we're alright. It was a pleasure to see you again. I wish you nothing but the best, my friends. Oh, I'm sense motiving that. Uh, 16. On yours gets a 13. 24. 24? <laughs> yeah, on yours, Sudi, you're just like, okay. Citra, you don't get the impression that he means any harm to you. You honestly don't get the impression that there's any ill will over the, you know, near-death experience that, you know, or near-homicidal experience that all of you shared. Uh, <laughs> well, it was murder for one person, but she's dead now. Again. Uh, again, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need to tell him about that. No, definitely not to mention that. Before he goes... Hollis, go ahead and make me a, uh, a sense motive or bluff check. They are the same. Okay. <laughs> I get a nat one for a four. Oh, okay. Lord. Nice. It's, not, it's not really pertinent, but there was something odd about the way you shook your hand. Huh. Anyway. I look at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's wrong with my hand? But Keller turns, begins to make his way off. He pauses after a few feet, looks back. Brother Onuris. Yes. You should be careful as well. Peace, friends. He turns, making his way off. Sense the motive. <laughs> so More <much> sensing. <laughs> what is this? Can motive? you tell we trust Kelru, everyone? <laughs> to be fair, Sudi is still just like, nobody here was supposed to know what we were up against in our top secret mission, and now this guy shows up who does know our top secret mission, potentially maybe. 17. He might be working with the Whispering Way. Not the Whispering Way. <laughs> Wrong, game. Wrong game. Wrong game. Uh, he might be working with the, uh, the, the cult. Cult, of the, cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh. Huh. 27? 17. I rolled a 2. <laughs> for a 5. <laughs> I rolled a 16. On yours got a yeah. 12. Citra only. That wasn't a threat. It sounded like a warning, but more than that, it sounded like a legitimate warning. Almost more the, you did me a favor in the past, it's only fair that I should warn you. Hmm. Like trying to save his life sort of thing? Maybe he just feels that that makes, makes him even. even? You don't know. But that that wasn't just a, a passing turn of phrase. That was a legitimate, you should be concerned. I think we need to take our leave. We just got here. There's no other place we can go to do what we need to do. Do we want to take a break and perhaps have... What do they drink down here? Tea? Coffee? No, yeah, I mean, tea. There's, I mean, tea, there's, yeah. there's lots of coffee shops over by uh, oh, yeah, that's right. or Citra's parents' house. Do we want to take a break and perhaps get some coffee? We literally just got here. I believe yes. the lady is trying to send us a message. Because somebody else was trying to send us a message. Oh, really? They may not let us back in the grounds again today if we leave. Well, we're not going to be gone for like seven hours. It's open all day. So, I mean, you could step back out of this building if you needed to. I can cast that cloak spell again, if you would like. I think that would be wise. We'll have to do it outside on account of these guards won't like it if I spell cast in here, probably. Most yes. likely not. Paula spends a minute studying her, self, her spell book. So you, you step back out into the open air. The winds blow past. Uh, more and more people have come into the old city by this point. They're making their way to and from. It's almost, almost entirely scribes. Although there are a fair number of sages from far and wide, again, that have traveled here to gain access to these tomes, these books. Uh, you're the only adventuring party here, quote unquote. Uh, but considering that you don't get two glances, it seems like 
adventurers coming here to research ancient tombs and all the rest of that stuff isn't uncommon. No, especially not since the Ruby Prince opened them up. Yeah. Yeah. So you you don't get two looks. All right, I study. Uh, we find a tucked away kind of area. I cast the Cloak of Secrets spell. You stand near a pillar uh, detailing the, the further history of the city of uh, Tefu and its uh, acceptance of refugees from Wati during the Plague of Madness. Hmm. Cool. All right, we should not be overheard. I think we are far too conspicuous for one. Like well, you one, don't say. <laughs> like one of us coming into time, it makes sense. Like you coming to research living monoliths, you are a priest of Nethys. Me, I work with my parents. You are a former employee. But I think all of us together were drawing a lot of attention. And Kelru, no one is looking twice at us. Yes, but Kelru was trying to warn us. Is Kelru a friend or a foe? That was a very well, strange it, mixed message. It was very complicated. He was in a group of Nethians that were exploring the necropolis. During the... Uh, the, the lottery. The lottery, uh-huh. Yes, and the leader of their group uh, basically attacked us when we were at our final site, Just which Val was Rihanna. the... Yes, uh, okay. when we were exploring the sanctum of the Erudite That is rude. They were attempting to find the temple and were not following the rules set down by the Temple of Phrasma. Mm. They were going to sites they shouldn't have been at. They may have even been responsible for some of the attacks on other groups. We never really did get a clear answer oh, well, on that. Uh, Not really. Uh, the bigger issue is that uh, Kelru, after we uh, stopped them, Kelru was privy to some of the private information that only our group really knows. Oh, so he well. knows about this... Uh Yes. As she, like, points it on your wrist, like, He subtly. doesn't know what it is. He just no, knows no. of the warning that the Dergit the Second placed in the temple. And he, he also knows that, knows that a barefoot man stole something from the Temple of the Rudat Eye, which was most likely the cause of the uh, cop pulses that we were fighting. Right, yes. right. And the Nethians at this temple are v- extremely odd. But oh, the yeah, cal- they're very rude here. That is yeah. a thing. People would disappear, and you'd ask where they were the next day, and everyone would act like they didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah, they're very secret. They're secretive, so secretive that they do not even consider those that are not from this specific temple to be privy to those secrets. They treat me like I am a spy, which means they're mixed up in something. I mean, Nethys is quite secretive, but within the faith. Well, and if our friend from yesterday was correct, everyone in the city is upset with their high priestess right now. But what you're saying, Citra, is that... He is warning us? Or, well, I guess on yours? That's what it felt like. It felt like he was... We saved his life, so it feels like he's warning us as a way to save I ours. I wouldn't know what he would be warning us about. We've been in the city a day. They don't that know what we have. That doesn't mean they don't have eyes everywhere. We that are, is fair. They are quite good at figuring out things that they should not and know. And every time we've had one of these conversations, we've had your spell in effect. Shouldn't that prevent anyone from hearing what we're doing? Unless they know that a Asimar and a human lady and a black cat folk coming together came out of Wati with some sort of artifact. They shouldn't know that we have it. Septi is taking it to the pharaoh shouldn't but people tend to know things that they shouldn't all the time i mean look at the viper half the stuff he knows i don't know how magic, he ever figured out magic is a very potent ability the, and there are many ways to discover the secrets. mask is protected not you are not, not. yes not but not i'm not saying it's you specifically i'm saying that your comrades here are not unscriable i feel like 
we might be being a little bit too paranoid here. We knew this was going to be a danger, but I don't think there's any way anyone here could already know what we're doing. We I'm have not literally even first. saying that. I'm saying that I got a very strong feeling from what Kelru was saying that we need to be extra careful and that it it gave me a shiver that I don't like I will point out that if Merit Hetev had the chance to run into you more than one time or knew of you she was not the only person that was part of the silver chain she was not the only cultist that followed that weird belief she could have very easily used magic to send a message I'm already exercising caution I don't know what else you expect us to do I think we need to exercise a little bit more because I'm saying I think all four of us together at this point, she brings up a good point. An Azimar, a human, and a catfolk, we're recognizable. So I think we might need to be aware of that. But until we see any kind of, call it a credible threat, I mean, we we know to be on our guard, but I don't know if there's anything we can do differently because we don't know who's after us. I mean, the best we can do is exercise caution and keep in mind that if he is warning us, he is not doing so for no reason. Yes, that's what I'm saying is that that it just that was a big warning. We if you're actually afraid cultists are after us, we don't need to split up. Every time we seem to split up, someone almost dies. <laughs> oh, well, that is You can only split up one more time. <laughs> we don't have great luck with splitting the party. It's not good. The longer hey, we spend in this city, the more danger, apparently, you seem to think we're going to be in, which means we need to do our research and we need to do it quickly and move on. Well, and it means this night we need to post guard instead of sleeping soundly. Hmm. Studi and I hardly need to sleep at all anymore anyway. True. The bigger issue is we... If there is some kind of a threat, and let's just say that there is, we still have no idea what it is, so we don't know how to defend against it. For now, I think we should carry on as we intended, and the quicker we get out of this city, the better. Yes, so, regardless, if we can go try to do our research as quickly as possible, I think that's most likely going to be the best way forward, at least until we see what, like, somebody tries to make a move, right? That's fine. I just wanted everybody to be aware that we got such a serious warning. We are I don't also think going, it's something we should ignore. I wonder if you're not just reading into it because of the paranoia around our mission. I don't think so. I usually know how to read people fairly well. Regardless, we should also research things that are not missing crucial. Because whatever books we pull down may be noticed by others. So that we should pull down possibly. things that are strange and random. That's a good point. That's a I good idea. I think that'd idea. be a good way to throw them off our trail. I mean, not that I wouldn't want to know something about my family, so hmm? we dedicate a portion of the day to looking for these, uh, call it personal things, to throw sure. them off the scent. It's not a bad idea. Well, it seems like we're going back in the library, so uh, that's settled. Hmm. Very mm-hmm. weird. And if somebody attacks us, we'll figure it out. So long as it's not an entire church. They won't do it in the library anyway. Too many things that are precious in there. So, not entirely sure I trust Kelru. Well, okay, so the two of you have worked in this temple before. You said something about them disappearing people. Like, people, things happen here that are extremely strange. People that have worked here for years have vanished, and the next day you go, where's, where is, are they? And the priests look at you and say, no one by that name has ever worked here. Items, the same thing. You'll be looking at an object and catalog that it came from this era, and the next day it's gone. And when you ask if somebody removed it to store it somewhere, they tell you there's no record of that item ever have been in this temple. The items make sense, because if they wish to hoard the knowledge, they would do so by making it disappear. Or okay. at night, be I would hear people moving around in the hallway, and I would stick my head out the door, and everyone is going to the temple mm-hmm. at three in the morning for no reason. 
Do I know of any reasons that you would go to the temple at three in the morning? Are there any like reasons. special three a.m. services? I mean, really special three a.m. services? No. I mean, it would be a prime. Literally, three a.m. If you're looking at a numerology, is a prime. Hmm. So that might have some sort of magical significance to certain rites or rituals. And there was never any rhyme or reason to these events. That is curious. Perhaps we should watch this a little bit. I am telling you, this place is odd. Okay, well, that right there means we shouldn't split up because it's going to be much easier for them to make one of us disappear, assuming that that's a thing that they're going to do. Who knows? And this was among their own people. It wasn't like me. They were, Nethians will disappear. They may not have done anything nefarious so much as that person may have been put on a secret mission of some sort. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. It's These a, are weird people. Little did we know, this is also MI6. <laughs> <laughs> they're James Bond. They're all just code names. Or, uh, <laughs> what's the Mission Impossible guy, Ethan something? Oh, yeah. Hunt. Hunt, there it is, yeah. Well, it is boiling out here. I say we go inside. I mean, Sudi's pretty short, so he could be played by Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just no. So the party wishes to make their way back in? Yes. Yep. Very well. You re-enter the library. The custodians kind of glance up towards all of you, but unless you actively approach one of the library curators they don't speak to you or do anything they are obviously way too busy trying to deal with maintaining the stacks organizing everything in here so on and so forth answering questions from a variety of different sages all right you periodically do hear them whispering off prayers uh, literal spells to nethys so in almost all of their cases they appear to be primarily divine spellcasters as far as the okay. curators are concerned, the only spells you hear most often are comprehend languages while they're trying to uh. deal with people that have traveled from further. Uh, although that doesn't allow them to respond back to them, at the very least allows them to point them in the direction of, oh, you're looking for something about Minetta's the 17th. Okay, well, come this way. Those darn research papers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few of the obviously well-off either merchants or in two cases what appear to be you're going to guess accomplished spellcasters from further afield uh, one of them wears a curious mask although it's fortunately not a gold funerary mask and instead what appears to be some sort of steel mask that he <laughs> wears over his face all hell all hell god. god all hell <laughs> anyway although he's obviously a priest not a wizard uh, oh. makes his way in no, he's a wizard because they're all wizards. Uh, yeah, I was okay, going to say, that. say that's just required in that that's, faith. That's, that's the joke. Anyway. He is far from home, by the way. Yes. Some of them pay the 50 gold pieces and go into the, the great chamber of knowledge, which you kind of enviously glance over in that direction because it's kind of crowded here in the outer stacks because there's so many people. But you look in there and it's this giant chamber and there's like five people. Yeah. 50 gold is a lot. Okay. Well, so I guess we start looking. I think we should just look for innocuous stuff for now, because, like, Keller gave, that, gave us that warning. We can look for well, a variety of things. Yeah, like a little bit of everything. Sudi's looking at li- of living monoliths and the eyes of Ra. Okay. I'm looking for what's-her-face. What's-her-face's burial thing. Chisisek? Chisisek. I'm probably looking up my family name. Okay, family name on yours. On yours is going to start researching architects that worked with the pharaohs. Okay. I'm just keeping it generic. Nice. And then follow, hopefully he can follow a logical trail back to Chisisek. So we're going into the, the research mechanics. Uh, <laughs> everyone's a big fan of those. I think they're actually introduced in this book of Mummy's Mask. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I think it's this the takes first place time. before Strange Aeons, right? That also has research? Yeah, the Strange Aeons also has the research mechanics that kind of flow into those. Uh, I believe they were put in hardback in Ultimate Intrigue. Yeah. I'm to say. Uh, that sounds about right. So here's how this is going to work. For those of you that are not actively researching your subject here, you will not be able to make a roll. If you wish to subtly look into 
information about actual subject where you're trying to research things about the cult of the forgotten pharaoh or about the the tomb of Chisisek or about Hakatep. You can. That will require a bluff check. I don't have any of that. Like I literally have a zero. <laughs> you may also instead just choose to do some basic research on the side. At which point you will get no bonus today, nor will you even roll, but it'll grant you a plus one bonus for the next time that you do research. Okay. So uh, let's start with Hollis. Hollis, you're actively researching? Yeah, I'm going to actively research and try to be... I'm going to try to make a bluff check. I don't know. Okay. Can my chicken help me? The chicken aids another. On the research check? Yeah, I mean, she has knowledges. Just, she has an intelligence check. Do, do they want the chickens, that, that chicken that close to the... Does she have uh, She's knowledge. a familiar, and it's a temple of Nethos. I'm I guess sure that's true. Yeah, Does yeah, she have knowledge, history, local, or nobility? Uh, she has ranks in local nature and nobility. She has bardic knowledge. So she okay. also has bardic knowledge, yeah. 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 So in that case, yeah, she can attempt an aid another action Yay, as well. Fun. All right, so you're just actively researching but trying to do so subtly. Mm-hmm. Sudi is just looking into the living monolith. I'm just going to look into the living monolith and Isara, so okay. I'm going to not have to okay. like, do anything right. You can still choose to do a little bit of research on the side if you want that plus one bonus. Also. I will do that. Okay, so make a note that you have a plus one bonus for your okay. next check. Citra? She's going to do kind of similar to Sudi where she's going to research a little bit of family but then also a little bit on the side. Okay, so make a note that you get the plus one bonus on yours. He's going to actively research. Okay, um, you're actively Can I use least... my profession curator? No, because this is like a library mm-hmm. research is not pertaining towards artifacts. Mm-hmm. Are you attempting to hide the fact that you're actively researching? Nope, because my bluff check is stupid and I'll just take the bonus to, I'll just, I'm not going to take a penalty on my research roll. Okay. Oh boy. So let's go ahead and start here on my left with Hollis. Go ahead and make your bluff check. <laughs> okay. Got another nat one, really? I roll that once today, and I get a four. <laughs> God. So Hollis is off to the side going, oh, I'm looking into the... I'm the talking to the great, chicken, I guess, loudly. Um, the great bread pudding recipe of the Pharaoh Menendez. Uh, <laughs> and everybody knows that's not what you're actually looking at. Everyone's like, no. You're no. not in the cooking section. <laughs> no, it was Rahatep that had the pudding recipe. No. Uh, <laughs> delicious. You're not a scholar at all. No. <laughs> all right. And uh, go ahead and make the aid another action for your chicken. What uh, knowledge is it? Local history or nobility, your choice. Let's do local for, let's see, a six plus seven, uh, 13. So she aids. All right. And Hollis may now roll. Uh, you're taking a minus two penalty, so that's negated by the aid another bonus. You also get a plus two bonus because of the library and how extensive it is. So you get plus two to whatever you roll. Not hmm. 20. Okay. <laughs> All right. That is a critical threat. Wow. So you what? actually, what? yes, you Are may actually threat? roll to critically succeed. Followed by a 10 plus, what is this? Does it matter? Knowledge, local history or nobility, your choice. Let's do history. So that's uh, 21. And then I had a plus two from the library. Plus two from the library. 23. 23. <laughs> you crit the library? So you actually, you, you have a breakthrough day one <laughs> while you're researching. You just happen to pull down the perfect book and just open it up and go, oh, well, what lucky circumstance. Uh, you are the page master. <laughs> <laughs> Nethys has blessed me on this day. That's well, why I did my obedience. We'll get back to what that means here in a second. Okay. So uh, on yours, you are also actively researching, but not attempting to hide it. So it's a d20. Oh, oh, oh. Dice everywhere. Dice everywhere. <laughs> I roll 15 research checks. Uh, no. <laughs> they it's all a, succeed. It is a d20 roll. Uh, knowledge local, knowledge history, or knowledge nobility. Your choice. I'll go with nobility. Nobility. And you get a plus two bonus because of how extensive the library is. 
So I rolled a 19, plus my nice. 9 knowledge ability is 28, plus the 2, so I get a 30. Nice. So close to the to critting the library. I rolled a bunch of nat 1s. I deserved that nat 20. I know. You're like really... Uh, chaotic. Chaotic today, yeah. So the important question here is, Hollis, what did you roll for your knowledge check? What skill? Oh, uh, history. History. Do you have five or more ranks? I have. I have two ranks in history. Okay. But it is a class skill? Yeah. A okay. wizard. On yours? Nobility. And do you have five or more ranks? I only have four ranks. Okay. And it's a class skill? Yes. Next time I'll do history because I do have five ranks in that if that matters. I have five history Are we getting like geography. rogue's edge mm-hmm. level stuff with our research? I also have seven ranks in Arcana, but So on yours, uh, and rolling a perfect 20, what did you get total on your check? Uh, was it a 23? No, no, no. That was the confirmation roll. With 33. 33? Okay. All right. So I will need on yours and Hollis to both roll. Uh, I need on yours to roll a D8 plus your intelligence modifier, which is a... One. Plus three, so a D8 plus four. Hollis, I'll need you to roll a D8 plus your intelligence modifier. Six. Six. Uh, sorry, I need you to roll two D8 because you criticaled. Uh, so plus three, so you get two D8 plus <laughs> ten. <laughs> Jeez. Is it one total number? Four, you said? Yeah, it's a critical hit, so one total number. Okay. And yours is a D8 plus uh, f- four, yes. Okay. So on yours gets a seven. Seven for on yours. And then Hollis with the critical. And then I double my intelligence modifier? Yeah, it's exactly like exactly like a crit. You do del- do you double your intelligence modifier plus three because of how high you succeeded. Uh, I get a twenty nine. <laughs> wow, hey, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so stay in school, kids, and one day you too can critical a library. <laughs> I need that uh, on a shirt. <laughs> critical hit the books. The four of you, five counting the chicken. Yeah. Uh, spend your day going through the outer stacks. The research here is long. You know, it's free, so it's somewhat crowded by the scholars that have come here. But of course, you know, not everyone can read. So this is a a place for the learned. It takes some time for you to do this research. Effectively, almost the entirety of this day. You start a little bit after dawn, and about eight hours later, you finish up. Probably almost starving, considering that you've been here. You've been working so long, except for Sudi, who doesn't eat. You have a ring of So, yeah. Two, th- two of the party members are hungry uh, as I'm you so finish hungry. up your, your long day of work and research. I had like my three grains of rice, so I'm good. Well, some of us like food. Well, we are going to her parents' house to have a mighty fine dinner. Oh, that's right. We are going to have Prepare yourself for eating. house. <laughs> Sudi can eat. He just doesn't need to eat is like how I want to imagine it. And not that he's just like, oh, sorry, my stomach is only one fourth the size of yours. I've had a that be sad. On yours, doing your research, digging through here. Not only does the Outer Sanctum seem to be missing quite a lot of knowledge, after a while it becomes apparent to you that some of the more interesting and secretive works seem to have been deliberately removed. When you search for them, when you look for them, you can find no sign of almost anything that you're looking for out here. Hollis, as you begin your research, however, while the Outer Stacks contain general information on Osirian's most famous royal dynasties, Information regarding the less well-known dynasties, such as perhaps that of this mysterious forgotten pharaoh, as well as other older families, does not appear to be here at all. Hmm. You do, however, see numerous references to a section of the library referred to as the Upper Stacks. Asking a curator, or Bonurus or Citra, they could inform you that the Upper Stacks is part of the Great Chamber of Knowledge. Okay. By the end of the day, there's only one thing that 
both of you can come to clear agreement on, there is absolutely no information of any value whatsoever in the public section of the library. You have to access the great stacks. Sad. However, your research into the public section of the library has given the entire group basically some leads to go on once you can actually gain access to the, the great chamber. At the end of the day, you finish your research, you know, probably roll up your long scrolls of various notes that you've jotted down. Sudi has lots of scribbles of pictures. Sudi no read no good. <laughs> Does Sudi find anything about living monoliths in the eyes of Ra? That's the real question. Go ahead and make me a knowledge history check. You can make this untrained. I have history, though. Oh, okay. You still gain the plus two bonus that the library gives you. Okay. Wow. Okay. Because we're not in combat, of course, my dice like is half decent. Uh, so 18 on the die, plus 7 is 25, plus 2 is 27. 18's more than half decent. I know, right? With a 27, you only find a single reference of, of any interest pertaining towards you as you kind of dig through the stacks here. This doesn't seem to be something so so secretive or so forbidden that the Church of Nethys would have hidden away. You do see a single reference to a, a shrine something of of Sekhmet out in the parched dunes. It talks here of a an ancient order of warriors dedicated to guarding what they refer to as quote the box taken from the black vein. Ooh, that sounds important. Do I know what the black vein is like with vein? Vein? Yeah, like a like a holy area, like a fane. Oh, okay. Huh. And of course I probably find no reference to what that is, but no. That seems to be secretive enough. This, however, was just, yeah. there were some cat people. They lived here. The plot thickens. Hey, at least I, it wasn't like, you can't read these books. <laughs> they were low enough lexile that I could read. Yeah. Yay. What was Citra actually researching? She was researching her family name, but she doesn't really expect to find anything because she's already done this before. No. Um, You're just killing time for eight hours. taken from the black fane. Fane, yes. F-A-N-E. Yeah, I know. I smell a side quest. <laughs> Find Sudi's lost heritage. Thought we were already going to work for that anyway. They said there was like a oh yeah, because like it's in the parched dunes. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's the only reference to what they refer to as the Eyes of Raw. Cool. Uh, there are references to other groups referred to as the Eyes of Raw, although those don't appear to have been your people, as the terminology can be applied to a variety of different holy warriors. Ah, uh, okay. Although specifically only holy warriors in service to the goddesses that serve as the eyes of Ra. Cool. I think it's Ra's four daughters. Well, I guess that concludes today. You step back outside. The The sun is set by this point. The night insects chirp. People are beginning to make their way. You're effectively booted out of the library. Oh, wow. Um, All right. They close the doors at sunset. Yeah. Well, we have a date at Citrus Parents' house anyway. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm sure my mother is already cooking. Mm -mm. Oh, did we have any luck? There's it, nothing of use in the f public part of the library. Well, I mean, yeah, but we know where to look when we get to the the not-so-public piece. The upper stacks are probably going to have something we can use. We'll have to pay tomorrow. No, that's not the waste of time, then, because we at least found a clue. Yeah, we have some leads, some leads to track down. Yeah. Anything about your family? No, but I've done this research here before. I didn't actually expect to find anything. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they got new books in. Somebody has to write them. <laughs> I'm starting to think my family is just as secretive as some other ones. Would you say, you know who? No, we're not turning him into Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the role of Hockey now played by Ralph Fiennes. 
Well, I, for one, am looking forward to having a delicious home-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll hit the books again tomorrow, then. Researching him may lead you to answers to your family, though. He did call you a blood traitor. Oh, that is quite rude. Blood traitor. Yeah, but we don't know why. All it said was this one single line. No, he it. called you a blood traitor. Oh, you mean the... Yes, he specifically... Well, he the called my family. Did boat. he call me specifically a, a, the traitor, or was he, it just my knew, family? He knew who you were, He yeah. said Nahamra traitor. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, so he knew you were a Nahamra. Oh, okay. Well, which is kind of weird. Not sure how you would know that. I, I'm going to let Citra make a retroactive one month in the past. <laughs> What? Since motive check. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going back in time, everybody. Flashback. It's actually a pretty good check. Uh, I got a 25. 25. Wow, okay. <laughs> the, there is an important thing to note that it wasn't... It was during the time when it was the Sky Pharaoh talking, not Neb to Kufri. And That's... in those times, he seemed to have difficulty determining effectively reality around him there was that there was that weird thing that he kept seemingly mistaking people you know on yours obviously wouldn't necessarily look the same way as he did in life appearance wise so you're you're honestly not entirely positive if he was seeing you or if he was seeing it someone else when he looked at you hmm. he sees through time or you know the shattered remnants of the call combined with other elements of the personality and the mind left over is attempting to somehow put structure on everything that it's seeing around it yeah. I don't know. It didn't really seem like he knew what the heck he was looking at anyway. He recognized me. Which is weird. Not really. I mean, we'd never met uh, Nepta Kufri. Oh, I guess if... No. The Sky Pharaoh would have potentially yes. met you, though. Hmm. Weird. But, but he didn't know who I was. Yeah. Well, There's you knew, no he you knew your have. family, though. That's what I mean, but he looked at me as though he knew me, which was strange. Also, I love that we're playing the pronoun game in front of Hollis right now. Like, Hollis <laughs> is like... You're like, okay. <laughs> Poor Hollis. Lead me toward the direction I'm of not, dinner. I'm not pointing it out to be malicious. I'm just saying, if you want to know what happened to your family, you may discover it along this line of research. Probably. Hmm. I mean, I do want to know, because I'm sure it has something to do with and what happened to my fa- brother. If he's calling you the traitor, then it may not have been a, something against my father, but him. Who? What happened to your brother? <sighs> We're walking. Wait. Well, it's kind of a long story, but I'll tell you a short version. But uh, my brother and I used to go into the tombs to um, <clears throat> help make money. Anyway, uh, and during uh, no judgment. one of those excursions, my brother contracted mummy rot. Oh. Uh, and we poured together all the money that we'd been making, but the healer couldn't do anything. Mm. Uh, but when he finally succumbed to mummy rot... When he turned to dust, it, like, turned into a creature of shadow and ash. That is... That is atypical. Yes, it was, uh, from what I understand, very atypical, because other people who die of mummy rot usually just turn to dust. Is this your only brother? Yes. What was his name? Atsu. Atsu. A-T-S-U. Well, you know, I may have... (laughs) 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 That was me saying that, not (laughs) Sudi. I may have uh, a spell that we could use if you would like some help investigating what happened in those final moments. I have the ability to to help someone else or to show someone my own memories. I can use it to look at your memories as well, and perhaps we can figure something more out about what happened to Atsu. If you want to. But this was a... 
a long time ago, though. That's still a memory. You remember it quite clear. You told me the whole story just now. It was a very traumatic memory, in fact. Yeah. We found documentation and then what a certain person said that seems like her family's under some sort of curse. It certainly sounds like a curse. Some of those powerful enough ones will follow a bloodline. Was he an older brother? Mm -hmm. Might be like a firstborn thing. That's pretty popular down here. Uh, that could make sense. But basically, I've been trying to figure out what happened to him, because I'd like to find him one day and maybe save him. Well, you know what? We could do this spell and just see, because perhaps we can see it from another angle, and that could give you a clue that you had not previously been able to access. That would actually be wonderful, but I don't want to do it around my parents. I don't want them getting their hopes up. Oh, no. First we eat, and then we do this back at the room. Oh, okay. Oh, you already have the ability to do this? It's a fairly simple spell. Is this spells. something we should be doing while we're supposed to be being careful of what we're seen doing? If we're sitting in a hotel room while you guys are watching guard, I don't imagine it's a big deal. It's not like it's a spell that lasts like a whole day or anything. Is it, like, flashy or anything? We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. One moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Well, Jessica's looking this up. I will also uh, mention that you do know that the records of whatever happened with this Nahamra, according to the information that you'd found in the Sanctum of the Erudite Eye, all the transcripts of the uh, the interrogation of his were transferred to a place called the Dark Depository. Oh, which right. Which you believe were located yeah. somewhere in Tefu. Because we were going to come back. Yeah. Uh, but okay. it, again, it's one of those that's that's outside of the the general public allowed access yeah. that's somewhere. I gotta figure out where that is. Find a basement somewhere. Yep. Uh, it is not a flashy spell. It is is very quick. We can only see but a small snippet of that memory, but it should maybe be enough. So, th- did you spend any time in Tafu before you went to Wati? I spent a little bit of time here trying to to ask about my friend, but as Anyura said, the things, the people here are strange, and, uh, it was as though she did not exist. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't know what the Dark Depository is. Do I know what the Dark Depository is? Repository is? You may make a knowledge local. Also, it is a depository. You deposit things there. Yes. Uh, I get a 21. Not bad. No, it could be any of the, the <laughs> almost innumerable secret libraries located in Tefu. Roll for the chicken. Oh, Okay. Did she, Come on, sugar. <laughs> Did sugar roll to roll an at 20? No. Sugar rolled an 18. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, sugar. Plus seven. Uh, 25. 25? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I heard one of those Nethians talking something about a dark depository once while we was here some, I think it was five, six weeks back. Huh. What'd they say? Hmm. They talked something about, uh, about going down into the one of the, the deepest parts of the library. They said something about a shaft and uh, a Wajet's walk. All right, so uh, I do not remember, but Sugar does. Uh, apparent, apparently, somewhere along Wajet's walk, in the deepest part of the library, there is a shaft that perhaps is where this dark depository is, leads to. I believe the entire party at this point knows that Wajet's walk is the name for the canal district that uh, mm-hmm. encircles the I was going to say, it sounded familiar. Yeah. Your parents technically live in Watchets Walk. Oh. Uh, but it's a huge area, so... The deepest part so of the library. Some part of the library eventually leads down beneath the rest of the city. Yeah, I mean, we knew that, though. But this but would that be... that far out? I imagine the whole city has... If, if 
if the rumors are true and there are tons of libraries hidden under the city, I imagine they might sprawl the whole expanse of the city. <sighs> well, I don't have time to be looking into that right now. I don't know. Uh, we have some of that tea. Oh, that is true. Now, additionally, we have a starting point for finding this dark depository. Something tells me something. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, it's infecting everybody. It's because we live in the south. I know, it's so it's easy to get into. accent to get into. Something tells me that uh, if we don't have access hardly to anything in the normal library, we're not going to be allowed into this dark depository. Ah, sometimes you're not allowed into things, but you need to get into them anyway. Yes, but I've been trying to avoid breaking and entering. I don't think that that will be received very well by the no. most likely numerous guards guarding this depository. And again, it's not priority. Ah, come on, honey. Figuring out your history, if you care that much about it, that's important. Well, I care, but I think... She kind of like does a little side nod toward on yours. We've got bigger things to worry about. Very well. No, Hollis does like a slight like ah I got you kind of <laughs> yeah. nod on your on, on your size. <laughs> you okay there, hun? I'm fine. <laughs> he does that a lot. Well, all right. <laughs> I assume that the smell of pan fried bread is wafting from my parents' house. Are we Delicious. picking up your boyfriend? I thought he's going to meet us here. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, we, we stiff Falto on the second meal. No, I, I just assumed he was going to meet us He's here. already there, helping in the kitchen. <laughs> he probably is. She's got him, like, making the rice. You show up, he's got an apron on, his sleeves rolled up. He's just going along with this. He's Salt Bay. Yeah. Oh, my God, he's Salt Bay. What? <laughs> it's like a meme of a guy, like, putting salt. But he's, like, real cute, and he's, like, putting he's salt. Salts. Like, like, yeah. Yep. Like, he, like, like. Bam. Just like, Google Salt Bay. No. Google Salt Bay. B-A-E. I know what bay is. <laughs> I'm not that old. Yeah, you, sh- you show up and Falto's putting garlic on everything because, you know, he's from farther to the north. So I was, was going to say, he's, he's, he's sitting there trying to, like, get enough ingredients together to make, like, some, like, Talden dish or something. A hamburger. It's not for Mandarin. <laughs> this is how we make hamburgers. Uh, oh, Taldor? Uh, he introduces all chips. of you to the yeah. Yeah. fish and chips. He's frying some fish up. Yeah, he's doing a nice, uh, he's got some, some fish he's taking. He's giving him a nice bread battering, and uh, he's frying them up in a pan. Your parents are looking on in horror. <laughs> Why would you do this? It's a perfectly good fish. Bangers yeah. and mash. It removes all the flavor. Yep. He then wraps it in a bunch of newspaper and tosses it out on the table. <laughs> like, that's papyrus. What are you doing? <laughs> Puts a little lemon on top of it, and, you know, starts working on his, uh, what tartar he calls sauce the, for the, you. Yeah, he calls the tartar sauce. Tartar sauce. <laughs> No. But but he is not using papyrus, so don't worry about that. Is As he a, actually frying fish, though? Yes, he's making some fried fish for you. Nice. Oh, he's actually there. Okay. Yeah. He's actually, he's <laughs> oh, come on. That, that is perfect. Uh, we need this. Uh, however, you all make your way to the Nahama residence. Yeah, we do. Um, Citrus parents are... Uh, are in attendance. They are very polite to the uh, to the group of you. I like um, take my hat off. Sudi doesn't, because he needs that wisdom bonus. <laughs> You can bring a headband, though, not a hat. Oh, it's a headband, yeah. a full-on hat. It, it's different. A headband is not a hat. I guess. I don't know. I don't know the culture of a Syrian. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Are you going to take a headband off if the like national anthem starts playing? No, you take a hat off. I don't wear headbands, so I don't know. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you don't take a headband off. Okay. Unless the, it's like a bandana. 
you settle in, you get ready, you can, you know, hear Citra's mother and Falto carrying on conversations as she's uh, explaining to him the Osirian words for the variety of different spices because he just seems to be desperately looking for black pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on everything. I can find salt, but not the pepper. Yeah, you kind of make yourselves comfortable. Citra's father is generally a talkative man, particularly if you're talking about paints or paintings or restorations or things like that. Hmm. He's very eager to talk about his uh, his business and his workings. Hollis yeah. wants to keep an ear out for anything like sneaking up on the house or, I don't you know. You send sugar okay. to Scout? No. Oh. I'm just so, like keeping my attention on the fact on that... On her, it's probably outside. I don't imagine I took the bird yeah. in for dinner. That's He's fair. probably like perched up know. above the door yeah. or something. Hollis doesn't know you people. She's going to listen for herself. Okay. <laughs> So I'll say it, Hollis is probably distracted at this point, and it probably wouldn't register with her quite as much. Uh, the rest of you, you know, you're just kind of carrying on a polite conversation, playing some dominoes or something. Citro is whooping everybody. <laughs> whooping everyone. Slide of hand left and right. I was going to say, there's <laughs> going on here. It's then that you hear the name Kelru. Uh? Spoken from the next room over. What? What? That's all you catch. It, it's something that... Citra's mother says in conversation with because everybody's like Whoo, oh she's wheel. probably like she's probably running to Kelru when she's doing the restoration work yeah wait, wait um what did you say oh what do you mean uh, what name did you just say Kelru I'm sorry he's uh, he's new to the city I understand he came from Wati most recently how do you know him uh, he was in the library today and I spoke with him for a time, although I've seen him a great deal recently. Why? He seems to be studying something in the library. Did he tell you what? No, but he is very important, so I try not to bother him too much, but he's always such a polite young man. On yours kind of glances over at Citra, like... There's some meaningful glances happening. <laughs> What'd y'all talk about? <laughs> important how? He's an assistant. To who? To the Hutcha. What? Hollis nailed it. Bombshells. <laughs> bombshells raining from the sky. Citra schools her face so that her mother Make me does... a bluff check. I was going to say, Sudi does not. <laughs> <laughs> you just now won that. I just net 20 that. Of course you did. Critical giggle, Jordan. She Dang taught it. me. Dang it. <laughs> I had critical uh, failure giggles. But it's only got a 25. Yeah. Like, my, so, my bluff so isn't Citra, great. Citra has a completely blank face, and then you pan over to Sudi, and he has that, like, cat face where he has the one big eye, and his mouth's just hanging open like, what? I like that. <laughs> Hollis, like, nudges him. Just reaches over and closes his mouth. <laughs> The eye is still just, like, really big. Well. Do you know him? Uh, sort of. Like, we knew that he was one of the people that was part of the lottery, but not much beyond that. Oh, that's, he was part of the lottery. He was with the woman with the, uh, with the innately large, yes, uh. I killed her. Well, actually, um, I killed the. Oh, this is Falto. Oh, this is. My mom killed Delriano. What? Uh, sorry, I was trying to use a different voice, but <laughs> no, no, Falto. We don't talk about that. That's our big, Shut big up, secret. <laughs> she just kind of looks nervously between Falto and back to you. Did this, this woman. She, she was undead. It, uh, it was a whole thing. It was yes, totally yeah. okay. She, she tried to kill your daughter, but then I stabbed her. He saved her life. <laughs> On yours is like, and I was there. I, I like <laughs> the idea that we're just like kind of discussing this, and it's like, you know, I mean, it happened. Like, it's not oh, a big deal, oh, and the oh, m- yes. parents are just uh, like, what? Also, also on yours was there. Sudi was having his eye ripped out at the time, so he couldn't help. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so, Holly like, just drinks oh, her drink. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, 
See? I'm fine. On your looking at bite this, of fish, like, horrified looks at my involved. parents' faces. Sudi feels a, a, a pressing <laughs> need to use the restroom <laughs> <laughs> and begins sidling away. Sudi just jumps out the window. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone into the night. Uh, it takes some time to, to, at the very least, calm your mother down. Dang it, Falto! You were doing so well at well, the Meet the Parents game. We need, we need to get your mom to ask Helru what he's researching. So you're sure that this ghost woman isn't after you anymore? Oh no, she's uh, she's quite she's, dead. Yeah, again, peace. She's she's At like peace. dead, dead, not undead. Yep, I made sure of it. Actually, I I think the last positive energy pulse probably saw to that. She she was a revenant. She would have come back. Yeah. Uh, no, not no, we should have done that. That just let it go. <laughs> Just let him have this. <laughs> On yours is just like, but that's not fine. Because uh, Falto tells like, you know, leaping up and cutting through the the line of beating curtains and sliding dramatically <laughs> across the swashbuckling. I mean, On yours is like those things happened, but you yeah. know, just let him have it. So just Falto just sitting there, it's like, I guess like, yes, he he seems to have a great deal of panache. <laughs> <laughs> He then turns and winks at the camera. No. It's <laughs> not the office. And he smiles and there's like the little like chink off his, his tooth. Uh, so uh, white. Uh, you, you then enjoy a, a very good dinner. Uh, Falto seems to be a, a passable cook. As He seems to be a good cook as well as everyone with the exception of Hollis is concerned. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Well, Citra's going to like subtly suggest to her mom... That she should ask Kelru what he's what he's researching, because that that's pretty interesting. I mean, what would you be doing for the Hatia? That's so cool. Oh yeah, I like that you put it in the man. That's so cool. Instead of the mom, I need you to get dirt on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is an innocent little flower, and I will not drag her into this. So I mean, you kind of I mean, oh, are. But... I know, but not like knowingly. I want her to be like the mom in True Lies, but keep her in the dark. Oh okay. All right. All right. <laughs> He's, uh, There's your 90s reference. <laughs> I believe he's a very busy person. I'm, I'm not sure I'd want to bother him in his research, but... Uh, well, only if it comes up. I'm not saying, like, actively seek it out, but it would be very interesting. You know, if since you're back in town, perhaps you could help him. I was just thinking that that would be very... Uh, you used to work with the library. I did, but mostly, like, fixing pictures and restoring that, like, illustrations. But yes, then it would still be... Something that you would know. I mean, I've kept my skills up. I could mention it to him. Feel free. I, I, I would not. And I send you a look like... Make a bluff check to okay. pass a secret message. Secret message passing. <laughs> <laughs> I get a six. Everybody saw um, that. She just kind of looks over and you think you get like a little thumbs up from Hollis. Like, good job. I'm yours. Wait, uh, uh, wait, do we want me to get in with this or no? No. no she utterly failed her bluff check and passed the wrong message. Oh, okay. Do what you want. Oh, I. I <laughs> now you're just I'm, confused. Now I'm just confused. <laughs> but, yes, that's uh, exactly what that failed bluff check Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I said no, and then I said thumbs up. <laughs> so so you, you did a thumbs up, but you were shaking your head no the whole, at Actually, the same time. And unfortunately, I'm still helping out the. With on yours for some of his research, and I'm helping Suti look into some of the stuff with his family. And um, I've actually only just recently met Hollis, but I'm sure we'll get along great with whatever she needs help with. But I, I just don't think I'd have the time. I might be able to help you guys with some restoration this week, but as, oh, as far of, as of course, no, not the problem. You should help um, on yours. Falta was telling me all about them. Mm -hmm. 
What Was did he say? Well, I, I imagine they're having a private conversation over here. Anyurus <laughs> is like, great. Now they think I'm a... Anyurus is not the construct. He's an Azimar. Well, that's nice. Your parents have no idea what that is. He's just no. a real fancy man. <laughs> Yours probably starts to laugh and then's like, oh wait, I can't do that. Hollis is like, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Well, if if you find yourself at the library sometime tomorrow, feel free to stop in around uh, around lunchtime and uh, join your father and I. Sure, of course. I think you guys are in the section that cost me fifty fifty gold to come in. Well. Yeah, I suppose if you're if you're reading the books, it does. If you're like us and simply painting the ceiling, true. You could have saved yeah. fifty gold. Maybe I could like sneak in, help you guys with the restoration, and then make. Uh, take oh, a no, look at no, a few no, books. don't don't take any steps that would uh, upset the priests. Are they very particular? I've heard rumors that some of the statues in there are not statues, <gasps> and those that uh, upset the priest of Nethys, from what I understand, it does not turn out well. So and someone needs to go buy a golem bane scarab. I was going to say, we need a golem bane scarab and walk the perimeter. <laughs> I don't have enough money to do that. I know, they're expensive right now. That tracks. That tracks? Yeah, magic and making golems and that tracks. That That's probably real. That probably actually happens. Oh, wonderful. We have not had good experience with golems. I mean, we have fought a fair number inside of other yes, places. Yes, and our experiences were not good. Not really, but I'm just saying it is definitely possible. So, um, I suppose you finish up your dinner that evening. Yes. Nothing else. I can Hollis. go in there, restore, and like get a like layout look. I told you, it was, a, it was an end well, to get around. We've all got to pay the 50 gold to get in tomorrow anyway. Hollis reaches into her satchel and retrieves the one egg that she has and offers it to Citra's parents and says, For your hospitality, I, I only have this to give you, but it is delicious if you're fried in a pan. Oh, thank you. You're, you're very sweet. And she takes it. And then Hollis puts her hat back on and leaves. Well, we she's act- odd, but very sweet. Eh, she's not from here. We actually probably all do need to get going. We have a busy day tomorrow. Oh, don't don't let us keep you. Yes, uh, good luck with your research. And um, feel free to stop in and see us tomorrow if you can. We will, we will be leaving the library for our lunch. Uh, we usually sit out in the promenade. All right, I'll do that. They both hug you before you make your way off into the city. Falto, taking your arm as I suppose the... The five of you now, seven counting the birds, <laughs> through the city streets and uh, back to the desert uh, winds. Hollis puts her arm around Citra, which is awkward because Falta's also doing that from the other side, <laughs> and kind of leans in probably a little too close and says, I just didn't know if you wanted Kelru to know that she was your mother. I, your, I don't know if your mother has mentioned you, but if Kelru is perhaps not always a friend, then him knowing that your mother feels oh. like a dangerous position, I did not know. I didn't even think about that. Oh. Can we all talk about the fact that Kelru is working with the Hatia? Where did that come from? Hey, that's what I said. That's what I asked. I mean, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, that was unexpected. Well, Nethians are secretive. I mean, was he working for the Hatia whenever he was on the lottery? Oh. I don't get that impression. I'm, I mean, if he is working for the Hatia, then his warning for Onuris becomes even more, uh... Credible. Scary, I suppose. Terrifying. No, the Has she been the Hatya for a while? Was she the Hatya when I was working? Uh, eight years. She was the Hatya when I was here before, but I don't mm. think I've ever had the more than a good morning or good evening exchange with her. That's true, but I mean, if this thing was a thing of that particular <clears throat> faith and then it was taken by a different place, 
We, I mean, Nessus has some feelings about that. Kelru knew that there was some sort of artifact kept mm-hmm. in the temple. He doesn't know what it is. He wasn't with us when we found out that it no. was a mask. He is an intelligent man. He may think that we have it or know where it is, and that may be what the warning yeah. was about. I don't think it was anything they're actively seeking us. I think it was just a general... It was you. They find out. He said, on Eurus, be careful, or whatever. Probably because he assumes that he's holding it, because he's the only, like, magic... Until we user. met you, I was the only one capable of using magic in the group. Oh, well, yeah, that's... It might thing. also just be the fact that we are the ones who presumably found it, so we might know where it's going. But he is not worried about you because you don't cast spells. Well, no, no, of course not. I'm just saying, like, if <laughs> the interest like... in Onuris might oh. just be for information, not for the the artifact itself. You cast a spell? What spell do you cast? I cast read magic. And I also have this fancy new robe, and it lets me detect magic. Oh, that's an excellent... Oh, that's uh, nice. That's I have very no magic, busy. except I can, be, I can make myself larger with the power of my costume. I see kind of got like an enlarged person thing going on. That's fancy. I call it the embiggening, but though, yes. Embiggening, I like that. <laughs> it is technically an enlarged cat person. <laughs> on your size. It is an enlarged cat. Or a very interesting fella. You arrive at the end of the desert winds. I suppose now with this greater level of danger, well, first off, all of you have to pay for your rooms again, so five gold pieces for... Well, uh, maybe we should all cuddle on account if we got to keep watching whatnot. You mean share a room and not, like, actually cuddle. Either way. I'm not a big fan of cuddling. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Hollis smiles. (laughs) Well, as far as the room availability goes, I don't think they had one that had like two big beds in it, did they? Well, I mean, not large beds, no. Yeah. I mean, we could always just pull out some cots. You make a tiny hut inside of your room. But that tiny hut's not all that helpful. (laughs) No, it's not. That'd be more for when we're roughing it. I assume some of you have... Pack bed rolls and no, oh, yeah, yeah. On your side, rent the big room, so we could all stay in the big room Let's and sleep on the on floor. Yours, and that way, we can. I mean, uh, Sudi doesn't sleep more than like a couple hours a night anyway, so you know, eh. so does on yours. And he's keeping the fluffy big bed, he That's paid fine. for it. You inform the, the man at the at the bar that you're all going to stay in one room instead. I bet he's very disappointed. He's like, oh, okay, well, that's not a problem. It's like, I'll send up some extra cots and all the rest of that, and it nice. will uh, it'll be eight gold pieces. Okay. Five gold pieces for the room and one additional gold piece for each additional occupant. Oh my god. I'm assuming baths are included. Uh, I mean, there's a bath up there, so all of you can use that bath. Oh, we so uh, And yours has great water, right? Although I don't need a cot. Although I, I guess we then have to have a place to put the water, so, you know, that's the problem. The, the cot's included with the occupancy fee. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yours has create water memorized, but there, if there's a tub in the room, do you think there would be some sort of water source? Can you yeah, create... Yeah, they, they the, bring water up. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, can you create hot water, though? Like, no. Yeah, you just create cold just, water. I just create water. I don't think... I think it's just water. Room temp water. <laughs> Probably like room temperature water. water. Mm, nice and tepid. <laughs> You could create water in a bucket, leave it outside, and then bring it in. After okay, no, no, no. Here's, here's what you do. You create water, then Hollis casts Prestidigitation to slowly heat the water up. The bath is included. Why are we talking about water? I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the way that if we had a portable tub, we could all take baths while we're on the road. I'm just saying. You can also Sudi's just have on create water on our heads. Yeah, I, like, I like that Sudi goes through this entire plan. Despite the fact that he's probably just dunked himself in the river whenever he needs a bath his entire life. <laughs> yes, but Sudi's living he's fancy now. now. Yeah. He's living fancy. He's a fancy lad. He thinks he's, this is what fancy people do. Yes, exactly. Fancy people have their priests come in and create water for them. <laughs> <laughs> Not having their servants drag up water. That seems perfectly reasonable river. in my fantasy world of what rich people do. 
So yeah, I suppose all of you settle in. Are you just doing a two-person watch? Like, Sudi watches the first half of the night, on yours watches the second half? I mean, we can. I mean, everybody else needs eight hours of sleep. Sure. I do need eight hours. Yep. Do we want to do that spell for you first? So that I don't use it and then have to not have a spell? Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. How does this work? What do we do? What creepy things are going to happen? I want to find it. <laughs> That's Jessica. How does this work? What is the name of this spell it's for Curious Fans? It's called Share Memory. Share Memory. Share Memory okay. is a second level divination spell. Ooh. Okay. It takes a standard action to cast. All right. Uh, it affects me and one person, so you. Mm-hmm. You momentarily link your mind with the target and share a single memory of no longer than one minute. Oh my god, you're going Liara to Sony on me. Yep. Ooh. You can show the target one of your memories, show the target one of its own memories, or view one of the target's memories. Okay. So the question is, do you want to watch the memory again, or do you want Hollis to watch it? I want Hollis to watch it. Because I'm sure Citra's gone over it a thousand times. So are you guys drifting like in Pacific Rim? Is that what this is? I guess we're sitting together and I'm just going to... We are entering the void together like Liara Tassoni does. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a material component? It doesn't tell. It's verbal somatic only. Okay. Cool. So uh, all you do is just kind of sit down. You face one another. Give me hands. Especially Warner. Why does feathers divisive work? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hollis closes her eyes. He opens them back up. They're just completely black pits. Embrace oh. eternity. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the game over screen shows. <laughs> no. You receive a brief flash. Your mind goes back. You, you're just kind of holding Citra's hands. You can feel that tenuous link. Citra, her grip on your hands just tightens. And kind of that way that someone, you know, that suddenly starts falling, grabs onto something hard. Hollis, you feel this... This grip on the present there where you can feel these hands in yours, but the room disappears around you. And in its place, you find yourself elsewhere, somewhere far away. You're in a small room lit by a fire from a nearby cooking pit. Off ahead of you, you can see a door leading outside of the building. You can see a window next to it that overlooks the outside where you can see a bit of a a splayed city beyond, but not much detail uh, as it's nighttime and it's just painted by the full moon. The light plays over the far side of the room and you can see that there's a, a dirt floor here, but there's a raised up section, only about two or three feet that's part of the stone foundation with a few steps leading up to this higher area and what honestly looks to just be kind of a a one-room shack. A table nearby is covered with a variety of painting supplies, but your eyes are actually drawn to this raised area where you can see that there are some, some straw pallets laid out to form as beds for four people. A young boy lays on this, this mat. You watch from one side of the room. You can't move. And you realize your perspective is is low. You're always tall. Citra is not really that tall, but this is this is smaller than Citra was. Your perspective being so low here. She was a child. You can see two figures, both of which you recognize them as you've met them now. Citra's parents. Her mother sitting there holding the hand of this this young sickly thin boy with fine handsome features and disheveled shock of black hair her father paces both of them look younger than when you'd seen them now unbent by the years of the hard labor that would follow and you suppose just the the pain and the tragedy of this loss her father is talking to a priest a man wearing robes of bright yellows and golds robes the color of the priests of Surinre. He seems to be explaining something when you hear this this rattling sound 
and this horrible well come from Citrus Mother. The boy stops moving. And then in almost a an obscenity of the grave, as if you're watching all of this sped up a hundred thousand times, the body just goes from from flesh and blood to dust. She cries holding the pile of dust left in her hand. Your vision blurs in this memory and you can hear a sob uncomfortably close nearby as if coming from yourself. And then the dust swirls. There's a, a whispering sound that seems to be echoed backwards, almost as if you're hearing someone speak from outside. Hmm. Not inside, not like it's coming from the dust, but almost from that open window that you'd seen before. Like a voice traveling on the desert winds. A scream goes up from, from the woman, from yourself, or from the, the view that you have here. The dust swirls up into a mass, and for a moment you see this, this vague cloud, almost in the shape of a man but with these two pinpricks, like motes of ember caught in the wind, floating inside of this this mist of smoke. As it reaches a hand out towards Citra's mother, you hear this bellowed yell of Dawnflower, and this pulse of energy tears through the room. The creature recoils as the priest holds up his Ankh-Holy symbol, and then that whisper comes again, this soft call. Do you speak ancient Osiriani? I do! Come to me. The mist, the smoke, everything collapses, flowing out of the window, sailing with impossible speed into the night. And then you feel your, you see your perspective as the point of view you're in charges across the room and buries your face into the leg of your father, Citrus' father. And then you release the grip on Citra's hand, still sitting here in the in-room. Hollis, like, wipes her eyes and collects herself for a second. Can I make a knowledge check on that creature? You may make a knowledge religion. Uh, 11, 14, 25. 25? Not bad. Specifically, no. Hmm. Certainly undead. Although you've never seen an undead transformation happen within a matter of seconds like that. The only thing that could spring to mind in that case would be something akin to the like the create spawn ability of a, a shadow. Hmm. It seemed possibly incorporeal, although there was an odd solid state to it. Like the, the smoke, the dust that comprised it seemed physical. Hmm. I think I'm not sure what Atsu became... Something undead, maybe something incorporeal, maybe a spawn, like a shadow spawn, but it wasn't quite. But something was calling to him. That voice, that voice that whispers from the window, that voice. Yes, I never understood it. That voice is saying, come to me, in ancient Osiriani. Oh, that would make sense. I only learned ancient Osiriani about a month ago. Mm. From this nifty tablet, she pulls up this giant tablet that you carry around in your pack <laughs> that somehow fits in the pack, even though it's like a Rosetta Stone. Yeah, I think it feels to me like it perhaps is some sort of curse, some sort of throughout time kind of curse. Yes, but who would be calling to it? I mean, maybe that ancestor, maybe whoever cursed you, maybe... 
I do not know the answer to that. But it's still more than I do before. Thank you very much. Of course. I am sorry you had to go through that. It was a long time ago. But it was good that that priest of Serenre was there, or else that could have gone much worse. Well, I never thought what it was was malicious, or at least not intending to be. It may not have been. But if it was something like a shadow spawn, had it touched your mother? Could have been bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. If it was a spawn of some sort, it probably doesn't have any will of its own any longer. I don't uh, know he, if it's technically, not... I think. Mm-hmm. He, technically. Yeah, he... Fulton I, shrugs. I do not know. I mean, it's not normal, so maybe Atsu's still there. Where That's was my that? Hope. That was an on. Hmm. I don't know. Perhaps we can find something like Onyura said, figure out who might have summoned ancient Osiriani. It does mean it would be the right time period, I suppose. If Hakatep called her family a traitor, it's most likely some offense against him that was the reason for the curse. To begin sure. with. But being a traitor against somebody that's bad is not a bad thing, so we'll see. I don't know. I don't well, know if Hakatep was bad. It wouldn't be the pers- first time that someone good was punished by someone bad for doing something good. Yeah, historically that happens more often than not. So, I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, if you're a traitor to a bad pharaoh... Which is most likely the case. Then... Good for you. treason be the good thing to do? I think so. I don't know. There's a lot of ifs. Yeah. I mean, I follow Caden. That usually doesn't come with a great deal of respect for the natural uh, <laughs> Fair enough. legal system or anything like that. I mean, my faith doesn't care for it either. For Hakatep to have been wiped from memory like he's been, he must have done something. We have followers, we have pharaohs that follow Rovagug and Set that we know about. That they're, The pharaohs after them didn't find any need to wipe them from the face of history. Could also be a petty squabble. It could be something more personal between him and the one after him. I don't know. I don't get that impression from what I remember of my father. Yes, but I hate to say this, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but you do have a bias. So do you. That's what I mean, is that we both have differing stories on this, and we keep clinging to them, and I feel like we're not getting the full story because of it. The truth is most likely going to be painful for both of you. Probably. Most of this has been. Truth this is a common right? problem run into by the Pathfinders, actually. The truth hurting? Oh, no. That uh, The Pathfinders routinely you chronicle your own adventures and then ah. apply them back. But as kind of a rule, if you're the subject of your own adventure, you're usually... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, an unreliable narrator. That is true. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I mean- called that a lot. We've all seen these carvings in these walls. These pharaohs always talk themselves up. You never can quite tell what was real and what wasn't real. My memories of my father are all of him being a good ruler. And they aren't just vague memories. They are things that I remember. You can still be a good ruler and make mistakes. I don't think he was involved in whatever happened. But he may have been involved in covering it up. He covered up the mask because they didn't have a way to destroy it at the time. The tablet told us that much. Which means he probably covered up everything with Hakatep because that's what happened to. I'm not saying that your father was a bad ruler. He wouldn't be in history as he is if he wasn't a good ruler at least. Wait, he's your father? Yes. Huh. I've been kind of running on a theory that he's some sort of reincarnated thing. Nobody really told me. I kind of know. Are you reincarnated? Yes. Reincarnated. Okay, I'm really confused. 
How can you be thousands of years old if you're not a construct? I am not a construct. <laughs> this body My soul is <laughs> was reborn into a new body. I still have memories of my previous life. He strokes his chin. That would have required that you break free of the River of Souls and go in a reverse of the natural order of Phrasma's making. I have the impression that Phrasma herself has something to do with this. Oh, wow. Phrasma doesn't intervene. She certainly didn't intervene with Aridin. <laughs> ah, good one. Hey, yeah. Falto gets me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it was, it was Falto had... getting that or Rick getting that. Being like, yeah, that's right. You are older than Aridin's death. <laughs> I had a vision back in Wati, and I encountered a psychopomp. That's why you had the plague of madness. Yes. What psychopomp was it? What kind? So I, do I even remember what kind it was? It was. I knew it was a. Right? It was a bird. It, it looked like a bobber to you. It looked like some like a bobber, one of the birds. It had its mask. Oh, you got a whole bird thing going. That makes and sense. And I asked it why I had returned, and it laughed at me and pointed at Phrasma's spire. Huh? Wasn't that a fever dream? It seemed very real. I'm a reliable narrator. I don't know. That stuff always seems coming to... from Sudi. He's like, and then I showed up, and he was talking to a statue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like Sudi's like, and that's the unreliable narrator thing. I'm getting. I'm catching on. That's not the weirdest thing I've Sudi ever heard. Sudi gets of. me. There are Already cultures that one. use various things to induce types of visions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was real or not, but I have been returned from the afterlife. Hakatep is my uncle. That is a very uncomfortable family situation. Exactly. But wait, you said you're not thousands of years old. I'm not. The spirit, it's kind of like that soul is old, but the body's new. Because the soul had to go somewhere, otherwise he'd be incorporeal. Onuris looks over at Citra. What? It just kind of looks back at Falto. It's magic stuff. He doesn't know. Yeah, he also only weird. catches about every other word. He doesn't speak Osiriani that well. Oh, we could speak in common. Would that help? Probably. I mean, I spoke common before well, I spoke Assyrian. I, I need to learn the local language. I mean, you guys did your own thing, but I have my own entire side quest today. <laughs> and how was your day, yeah, How Falto? was your thing? Oh, it was actually, it was great. Really? What happened? Yeah, no, I went down to the waterfront. I, uh, I hit up a couple of the various shops here, most of the ones that would primarily sell wagons or large camel deals. I talked to them about the deals that went on a couple of years back. Uh, I got a general idea. There's not a whole lot of them around for 20-something years. But I talked to some of them. I got some information. Apparently, there was a drover that dealt with a lot of that. I got an address. I'm going to go hit them up tomorrow. Uh, I stopped by. I had some delicious dates. That is amazing. There's a nice uh, date orchard. Yeah, orchard. Just on the outside of town. So I went out there. I had some dates. It was wonderful. I brought back some jelly he holds up a jar day jelly Uh, i bought some bread while i was at it so i figured we could have a snack sometime a little bit later on i usually get a little snacky around like midnight or so so Mm -hmm. i'll step up and just make something Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like soon he's like stroking his chin going maybe i want to go with falto's tomorrow on his adventure Safe. Sounds if anybody's wondering, <laughs> bread is the way to citrus heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some good non-bread type stuff. Exactly. Like a nice flatbread. So yeah, I got some pretty good information. So I'm going to go and, uh, and hit up some of these old drovers and everything and try to talk to them, get a general idea of exactly what happened. Uh, apparently, they set up a, a whole expedition. It was a huge thing at the time. It looked like my father spent a great deal of money and flashed his uh, wayfinder left and right. So it left a lot of impressions on people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I actually made some really good headway. Yes. Well, wow. at least one of us is having good luck. <laughs> yeah. We were kind of threatened but warned, so like we're going to do a whole watch thing tonight on account of somebody might be trying to kill on Eurus, but we're not sure why or who. 
We don't even have a credible threat of that. I, I mean, mean, we so just we just know that there's something going on. I believe Citra. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I've got some string. You know, punch a hole in a couple of silver pieces. And uh, we attach that to a nail over the door, and we can make a door chime in case anyone tries to open up the door. Oh, that's good thinking. I've got some pittance we could hammer into the uh, the edges on the seal window sills and everything. Yes, because I have the money to pay for all of these damages to the building. I mean, you got a magic person here. Can't she just fix it? I can fix it, probably. Oh, see? Probably. What is that, mending? I don't know. <laughs> it just be uh, mending, yeah, it'd be so. mending. Okay, yeah, I got that. Yeah, so we just hammer yeah. a couple of those in place. That would make sure no one can open up the windows. Yeah, the I'm sure Citra's got a little paranoia about the windows, too. So she's probably got the cot the furthest from the window. One by the bathroom. <laughs> oh, trust me. I have I have years of training in the Grand Lodge on how to properly set up a, uh, a foolproof chamber so that you won't be assaulted by creatures during the night. Set up proper wards and protections. I didn't pass any of the magical wards or protection classes. I really wanted to learn how to do alarm spells but uh, yeah, I don't have that prepared today yeah unfortunately that didn't work out particularly well I'm more of the uh, they they call it the school of swords oh, that's uh, less than the scrolls hmm. All right. but uh, yeah I can make some impromptu uh, whim chimes and uh, maybe when you guys are out tomorrow uh, or actually while you guys are doing your research I'll just pop by a couple of shops see if I can find one that sells some wind chimes we'll hang that over the front door in case somebody tries to come in in the night that sounds like a good plan Okay. It's a surefire way to defeat invisibility. Uh, also, actually, I think I've got some flour. Oh. I'll just sprinkle that around the door in case something invisible tries to uh, sneak its way in. Nice. I can, How many I can invisible things have you had to deal with? You'd be amazed. Uh, it is it is an amazingly powerful spell for as simple as it seems to be for people who are capable of casting it. Huh. That's fair. I should probably prepare C invisibility. Like <laughs> oh. opens her spell book. No, okay. In the meantime, I'll uh, I'll make some uh, some little powder bombs or something like that. You just get some uh, some paper packets. Paper seems to be pretty well available here. You fill them up papyrus. full of uh, uh, papyrus, however you want to say it. You fill them up full of a little bit of flour. You just make these impromptu bombs. So you can throw at things. So smacks into them, turns invisible. This is Citra and Falta's project for tonight because she is really eager to learn this. So, <laughs> so I like I like the idea that Sudi also now is like contemplating going. He like looks over at Citra and he's just like like kind of stage whispers. I see why you keep him around. He knows things. Does he? I mean, I he doesn't know, know anything about, about you, but he knows a lot about how to make visible invisible things visible. <laughs> Look, generally speaking, I don't know anything about Arcana um, or really dungeoneering, doing engineering stuff, or anything pertaining towards uh, history or really the nobility. I'm only vague on local stuff or anything geography related. <laughs> or really, any sort. If of anybody religion. wonders what Falto's <laughs> skill points are in, uh, <laughs> all of that notwithstanding, however, I do know how to adventure. That's a helpful skill. He gives his, you know, most winning smile. I'm ready. I'm ready for our bo- our powder making uh, montage. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I guess that means I have first watch. I'll see you in two hours. Hollis, <laughs> Hollis settles into a cot away from the bomb making area so that she doesn't get flour on I mean, they're her. They're not bombs. There's no explosives. Well, the flour, flour bomb. bomb. I'm just imagining it looks more like. Uh, like a drug manufacturing thing. <laughs> this is like yes, all this white powder. They're like measuring it out, <laughs> scooping it into little packets. Yeah, yeah Hollis just lays. She puts the Tethers SWAT her team kicks in the door and arrests you all for making a mia. Weird. Uh, maybe. I put my hat on my face. Dig and around in Sudi's pockets. I sleep. They dig around in Sudi's pockets. Just rip out this bag of catnip. Anyway. Yeah. I need that for medicinal purposes. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> This is the only way I can stay awake through my watch. 
<laughs> oh, I was just saying more for my anxiety, but you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I need that for my anxiety. It's medical. I've got this slip of paper that says it's okay. <laughs> Signed XOXO Viper. Oh, it was only valid in Wati. <laughs> Dang know it. Segura wrote that. <laughs> it's only valid in Wati. Dang it. Segura told him that it was real so that he would use it so he would be less anxious, but actually, it's not legal at all. He can't read it, but he can know. Oh, it's so mean. <laughs> but possible. So very possible. The five of you, I suppose, at that point, settle in for the night, prepping yourself for another busy day. Imagine contemplating the the dangers facing you, the extra wrinkle that Kelru adds, the fact that he's somehow connected to the Hatya for the city, the fact that you've exhausted already one avenue of pursuit here. You must now pay the rather expensive cost of going in and attempting to further research inside of the great chamber of knowledge in the Grand Library, and the knowledge that with every passing day, the danger possibly to all of you grows. And the odds of the the ruse that Septi is playing wearing off and attention tracking back to all of you. As you kind of contemplate this, you settle in for the night. A nice breeze blows in through the windows. I thought we closed those. Uh, yeah, we blows totally in through a crack in the window. <laughs> uh, not very secure windows. Blows in through the balcony. You didn't close the balcony. Oh, no. That was supposed to be closed. No. And Citra, you, you sit on the edge of your bed. And you stare across the long length of the room. Onuris sleeping. Hollis passed out. A chicken perched on her hip, cooing softly to itself. Her chest. Chest. Her chest. I, I imagine Hollis was sometimes a side sleeper, too. Oh, that's true. So, <laughs> not always a back sleeper. That's true. Uh, Falto passed out next to you. Sudi sitting, you know, just like 10 feet in front of the uh, the door. His one remaining eye closed, his ears just kind of pivoting back and forth from window to window to window with one ear back towards the door as he sits in a meditative trance. And you didn't choose to share in Hollis's vision, but you yourself can't help for your mind going back to that night. And this knowledge that that if this was a curse, if this was how somehow connected, if this is all connected back to to whomever 6,000 years ago did something so terrible that the answers to everything that you seek might be literally beneath your feet. And as you prepare yourself to, to go to sleep, to go to bed, you have to wonder again, and yours has this belief that Phrasma has set him on this course. And you wonder with everything bringing you back here, having spent so many years in this city with this knowledge mere a hundred yards possibly away from you, if you're just circling back and forth closer and closer to your fate. And I'll leave you to think about that for a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cruel. That's cruel. Oh. And we'll pick it up here next time. Oh. Yay. But I'm bump. Bum. I'm wondering if they have like a discount book or anything. Cause fifty gold is a lot, man. Do they have like maybe like a tourist discount or anything? <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.